I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! just got sold to AT&T, um, Comcast, and Verizon for about uh, $50 million to Congress. So we'll be covering that for you as well and giving you all the updates because it seems that the mainstream media is not covering that for some reason. Maybe it's because they are owned by the very companies that are now buying out your privacy. And I am not understanding that. So we will be covering all of that as well. So again, thank you for tuning in. We have, again, um, our show has been going. We're almost to 400, hopefully 500 likes on Facebook. Uh, 800 Twitter followers. You're sharing. You're um, helping us out as well. Thank you for that. Um, we also got next week, we're going to have some more interviews for you. We interviewed even somebody from the, the right, a um, field director in Texas. He is helping um, a local um, representative over there win their election. So we'll be bringing that interview to you as well. He's a Trump supporter, so maybe it will be combative or maybe not. But um, we'll be covering that all next week as well. So let us get started with this show. Um, first up, we're going to do my take because I was going to actually um, make a whole different video for this because it was um, it was upsetting some of the stuff that has went down over the last uh, couple of days um, on the right. And let me first pretext this by saying that I, I do not hate conservatives. I'm not some diehard, bleeding liberal who doesn't like anybody on the right. Um, what I do not stand, though, is hypocrisy. And that's some of the stuff that has been going on. Um, so we have four fantastic individuals, um, Bill O'Reilly and Eric Bolden of Fox News, 
Um, Sean Spicer, of course, press secretary, and Joe Walsh, who is a former congressman, um, who've all said some fantastic things in referencing um, either um, black women or our former president. And I hope that it's something that's in the air. Maybe it's, uh, it's spring, the, the weather's starting to get a little bit more lively, the pollen's starting to get all up in the air, and maybe it's something that they smelled or sniffed. Who knows? Um, but in my view, these people must have lost their mind because some of the stuff that has came out a few out of these individuals' mouths um, when talking about these people um, is absolutely jaw-dropping. The first one is Mr. Bill O'Reilly, of course, the famous anchor commentator on Fox News. Um, Maxine Waters, who is a current woman from California, um, was she's a stark critic of um, President Trump. She has spoke very negatively, to say the least. Um, she don't like him, don't want to deal with him, call him a scumbag. Got it. So you can disagree with her rhetoric. You can say that some of the stuff that she's saying is wrong. That is fine. But Mr. O'Reilly decided that he he could not listen to some of the rhetoric that she says. He she could not listen to some of the stuff that she presents because of her quote unquote wig that looks like Jane Brown. Okay, so Mr. O'Reilly, uh, let me first say this to you: that one, you cannot attack a woman off of her appearances merely because you disagree with her politically. Second off, you have almost marginally zero room to criticize somebody. First, if you have you looked in the mirror, that's the first thing. And the second quote is that you yourself um, have had to be, you know, silenced and hushed um, by Fox News because of the settlement and sexual harassment lawsuits. So if I were you, I would not say anything about a woman and her physical appearance in light of the fact that Fox News had to cover my behind because I could not keep my mouth shut and or keep my hands to myself. So that is the first thing, Mr. O'Reilly, just so that we can keep things in perspective. So Mr. O'Reilly, um, again, that's my first sentence. Maybe he had lost his mind by some of the stuff that has dropped out of his mouth. Then we go to um, Mr. Sean Spicer, who is the um, press secretary for um, President Trump. And we hear some of the stuff that he said. And I'm going to play the report from Morning Joe because I, I, I love it. It's kind of long, but I love it because um, they had an interesting take on what he did. Russian salad dressing on a salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. 
but every single person, no, I, and you, and well, no, that's, I appreciate your agenda here, but the reality is, oh, no, no, hold on. No, at some point, report the facts. The facts are that every single person who has been briefed on this subject has come away with the same conclusion. Republican, Democrat, so I'm sorry that that disgusts you. You're shaking your head. I appreciate it, but, but, I, okay, but understand this, that at some point, the facts are what they are. Hold on. seems like you're hell-bent on trying to make sure that whatever image you want to tell about this White House stays, because at the end of the day, let me answer, okay, but you know what, you're asking me a question, and I'm going to answer it, which is the president, I'm sorry, please stop shaking your head again. Oh my God, what is wrong with him? Is he kidding me? What? That's the, and again, that's my viewpoint, what the hell is wrong with you? This is a grown damn woman, in case you were confused, Mr. Spicer. You don't tell a grown damn woman to stop shaking her, her head as if you're talking to a six-year-old child. Um, especially just because, again, you don't like that she's hammering you on a reality. It's not just that the media has a Russian problem. Your White House has a Russian problem. That is a fact. Whether you want to acknowledge that or not, it's moot. It, it's it's, it's kind of not even uh, necessary for this argument because Congress, due to your own calling, is currently holding a House and Senate hearing into Russia. So Russia and your White House is a problem. It's something that you need to address. And if you can't handle that, you want to try to talk her down and try to tell her to stop shaking her head, then maybe you should stop being press secretary. That's a suggestion. I don't know. I'm not press secretary, so I, I can't make that call. But if you can't handle something, you got to tell somebody to stop shaking her head, even though she's not really shaking her head in the first place, then maybe you should resign. Again, it's just my opinion. If you want to take it or leave it, that's up to you, Mr. Spicer. But let's move on to my next one, who is, again, it seems like they're just getting more and more crazy by the second, which is Mr. Eric Bolden, who was, again, on Fox News and was also talking about Maxine Waters. And he took it beyond what even Bill O'Reilly said, and I was shocked that this not, did not get more coverage. So, oh, I didn't mean to cut him off. He was kidding. JK, it's a joke, you guys. Stop your liberal tears. He was just joking that she's saying that uh, a Congress woman who just happened to be black smokes crack like Whitney Houston. Just a joke. <laughs> Can you He is a comedian. It's like, it's like I, whenever I want good comedy, I always go to Fox News because their jokes, oh my God. But in, for the rest of us who is in reality, you would think that that is highly freaking offensive that, again, you're saying that the congresswoman is, must be smoking crack when she speaks negatively of your president. And, yes, again, Maxine Waters, she is flamboyant on how much she distastes this administration. That's fine. There were many Republicans who were flamboyant about their displeasure about the Obama administration. But guess what? I don't remember too many people from Fox News saying that they must be smoking crack because they're voicing their opinion. But again, it's just my opinion. I'm not Eric Bolden. I'm not on Fox News. I'm not trying to be a comedian. 
um, the, just a little bit, but not to the degree that these great professionals are. So maybe saying that you can't listen to a woman because her quote unquote weird looks like um, James Brown is hilarious. Um, maybe it's okay to steal a black woman who's uh, who's hammering you and pressuring you to stop shaking her head just because apparently in your mind she's a six-year-old child. Maybe that's okay. And maybe it's okay to say that um, Maxine Waters smokes crack because she does not like President Trump. Maybe these are all okay things over at Fox News and we're out of the loop. Who knows? But the last one is the one that got me the most angry because I was absolutely baffled by this. And this is the tweet from Joe Walsh, who was again a senator, a, excuse me, a former uh, congressman. And he said, quote, uh, President Barack Obama was the least vetted candidate. Everyone made ex uh, excuses for his inexperience simply because he's black. He also made a tweet before that that said that uh, he was the least um, judged and least um, critiqued and criticized president simply because he was black. Now, he went on CNN and got hammered um, by that as well because that's just downright all right disgusting um but just so that we can retrace history here just to make sure that we're on the same page i don't remember i don't recall maybe because i'm so young but i don't recall bush one uh clinton bush two or trump having actual news reports investigating whether this candidate was antichrist i remember that for president barack obama but i don't remember that for the last other four so maybe I'm mistoken. Maybe I don't remember uh, that Bush was questioned about his family history. I don't remember if Clinton was questioned for his birthplace. I don't remember that during these people's presidency for seven constructive years that there was a major party that said that they had they didn't want nothing to do with them, that their main goal was to have only one term of him and do everything in their power to make him a one-term president. I don't recall Bush being told that. I don't recall Clinton being told that at all. And let's take this to alternative reality world. Could you imagine the rhetoric? Could you imagine the news story? Could you imagine the headlines? If President Barack Obama had three baby mamas, could you imagine that? Could you imagine if he had two kids, I mean, three or four kids by three different women? How much of a stereotype that would have been? How you would see Fox News questioning his family? Would you think that, that would just be swept under the rug and under the, the guidelines of grace and forgiveness? What if there was a video of President Obama bragging about grabbing women and chasing them and treating them like less than property? Would you, could you think that there would be all these people on Fox News and on the right who were saying that, well, he's a Christian and we need to forgive and forget him? Do you think that that rhetoric would have been put out if Barack Obama did that? Because that is what is in the White House right now. A guy who has different women, different children by different women, and that's not a negative thing. But if you're gonna cope over the cloak of moral superiority, and that you have the moral high ground, and that Jesus is basically the next great, great conservative, then apply it all the time. And for this to say, for this former congressman to say that under, I don't get how he thinks that President Obama was treated less was. <clears throat> less criticized and less scrutinized simply because he's black. That's just almost comical to me. It's almost as if he was the one who may have been smoking that crack. I don't know. I'm not going to say that he smoked crack. I'm not going to spread fake news. Come on now. But that's outright flamboyant. I, I am uh, appalled by this. So to my friends on the right, when you see straight up bullshit like this, when people clearly cross the line, 
please call them out. Please say, hey, that rhetoric is not tolerated. It's not needed because it makes us look like idiots. Because again, when you say that Maxine Waters cannot be taken seriously because of her hairstyle or that she must smoke crack like Whitney Houston because of the way that she proves her point or that for some under some false pretense that President Obama was less criticized than any other president simply because he's black that makes you look like a fit up idiot but hey that's just my take so moving on to other news we're going to be talking about uh, Congressman Nunes who is in the hot seat over the last week because some of the action that he did and Straight up, just to be honest, from my viewpoint, he must go. It cannot be, it is not if, it is not, uh, let's talk about it. The thing that he has done over the last two weeks has been outright um, unexcusable. Because as a chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, as someone who is in charge of investigating what Russia did, no doubt I did not say if Russia, but what Russia did to influence our elections, and if there are any connection between Russia and his White House. The action that he did, such as going to the White House to receive this secret, top secret squirrel intelligence briefing, is clearly unethical. He not only did that, but also hid this information from Congress. At least, excuse me, from the, his uh, other cohorts or counterparts on the committee. So Congressman Nunes is kind of putting himself in the hole. He's now saying that I'm not going to answer any more questions about this. There's nothing to see here. What I did was totally ethical. There was these, this intel briefing that I just had to see at the White House because I couldn't see it anywhere else. And let me just say that when I saw that interview, when I saw him say that, that's a pile of crap. The, the notion that he had to go to the White House to receive this intel briefing because there was no other secure room in Congress or anywhere in Washington is so laughable that again he should join Fox News to be on comedy because again skiffs which he claimed that he had to go to okay there are hundreds of skiffs between the White House Congress and the Pentagon to say that you couldn't find a room to go to in Congress or at the FBI or the NSA or the Pentagon you had to go to the White House to receive this intel briefing I just find to be laughable because it's so not true but He's saying that you have, he had to go there. Also, please note that the day before this video, the day before he briefed the president on his intel that he gathered, he was already at the White House. So you're getting intel from the White House, but then you have to go back to the White House to tell the leader of the White House about what you just found from the White House. Did that sound confusing to you? Because I was confused on that as well. That kind of doesn't sound right, but maybe that's just me. Congressman Nunes needs to step down. If you want to say that this that the Congress can handle this job, there's no need for a select committee, there's no need for a special prosecutor, then when you see glaring examples of conflicts, and let's not forget that Congressman Nunes was on the transition team for the Trump administration, then he has to step down. And that is on Speaker Ryan. You have now bipartisan support from both McCain. I'm calling for the select committee or a special committee is I think that this back and forth and what the American people have found out so far that no longer Congress have credibility to handle this alone and I don't that's, say that lightly that's a strong statement to make well 
So again, that's from Senator McCain, who is now saying that there needs to be a select committee. But again, uh, and this is breaking today, according to the New York Times, Carmen Nunes was briefed or received this briefing from two White House aides, two senior White House aides. So basically, what White House, the New York Times is basically saying he's lying. Carmen Nunes said that the White House, the West Wing, had no knowledge of him being on grounds. A, he had to be cleared by the White House to even get into the building. And then two, the New York Times just wrote that he was briefed by two senior White House aides. So either the, White, the New York Times is wrong or Carmen Nunes is lying. Either way, this has to stop. The House Intel Committee is in shambles right now. Because, again, Carmen Nunes has canceled all the week um, briefings for this week. He also canceled the public hearing of Sally Yates, the former Attorney General who Trump fired, because maybe the White House told him that what she had to say should not be put in public. That's speculation, but according to his actions, some of the things he has done, maybe there is some truth to that. And also, like, a, like the video we just played, now there are even Republicans who are saying that Congressman Nunes needs to step down. This is also coming from the House Republicans and Senate Republicans who said his actions are absolutely intolerable. Now, this is on Speaker Ryan. If you want to see, show that you're in charge, if you want to show that Congress can handle this job and investigate Russia, you not just say, let the Senate handle it. The House is also part of Congress. And right now, your House is not in order. So do your job, tell Congress Nunes stand down, to step down, and let somebody else take up this position. Moving on to the, our last topic will be about privacy. We all love it. I like it. Um, especially in terms of the internet. Well, people in Congress tend to disagree with you. If you thought that your browser history was safe and sound on your computer, <laughs> surprise. This week, Congress has passed a bill that will basically roll back Obama-era regulations and protections, specifically saying that these internet providers, these telecommunications providers such as AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon had to get your uh, consent your explicit permission in order to sell your privacy, in order to sell your browser history. Thanks to what Congress just did, those regulations are now no longer in place, at least until President Trump signs those regulations away. Now, people are wondering, well, why in the hell are you doing this? What does this have to do with jobs? What does it have to do with the economy? What does it have to do with anything about making America great again? Why is it on the forefront of your mind to sell our internet privacy? to sell our browser history. Why would you do that? That seems kind of uh, weird, seeing also the fact that you were both be pushing through healthcare. What happened to that? You failed in healthcare, but then in the same, the very next week you pushing in this bill, what happened? Well, the simple answer is money. Over 265 congressmen received over $50 million from these telecommunication companies, these corporations, to push through this bill. Again, over $50 million. You can check out our link on our, on our page, and you can look to see if your representative was one of those lucky winners of the $50 million in campaign contributions. This is living proof that money speaks in Washington. When Congress is supposed to be focused on health care, will be focused on making America great again, will be focused on jobs and bringing the economy up, the first thing, or one of the very first things that they pushed through successfully is this bill. Again, and it was voted largely on partisan lines. This is not protecting Democrats. This is merely acknowledging the facts. 
If you go down the timeline, you go down the spreadsheet, you will see several R's by these campaign contributions. So, if you have a problem with your internet privacy being sold, if you have a problem with your browser history being put out there for whoever knows, and please understand that there's no regulation saying that who they can sell these things to. So, maybe there will be some third power that wants your internet history. Maybe there will be some random hacker, some random uh, malicious internet person who can blackmail you, who can say that I know what you did on the internet. Unless you want that all out there, I suggest you give me this ransom. Who knows? The point being is that there is no reason why I see Congress justifying selling and allowing the selling of your internet history. But apparently, again, thanks to these 50 plus million dollars and these awesome, awesome congressmen and senators, that is now reality. And all that we are waiting on is the stroke of President Trump's pen. The White House asked about this yesterday, and their response was they put out a policy already on this, which was agreeing with the bill. So if you were hoping that President Trump would get a stroke of, uh, I don't know, uh, decency, whatever word you want to insert there, uh, that he would say, you know what, that doesn't sound right. This isn't what I pushed for or campaigned for. Why are we doing this? Well, you are wrong. Tom Spicer said that he's going to form media and press when the ceremony, the signing ceremony will take place. So, again, all we're waiting on for my internet history to be put out there all up on the interwebs is the stroke of President Trump's pen. If you have a problem with this, town halls will be occurring over the next two weeks. This would be a great question to ask. Follow up with, hey, um, Senator, can you explain to me about this um, $100,000 that uh, AT&T gave you? Can you explain that to why why you did that? Is that why was this on the forefront of your mind? Oh, and if you also thought that maybe um, at least my privacy would come at a high price, you know, give me six figures. I mean, hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand, um, two hundred fifty thousand. Try three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's all that it took for some representatives in our Congress to sign on to this bill. Three hundred dollars for selling internet privacy? Ha! <laughs> Just let me sign right the hell up. That's all it took, 300 million dollars. So for the price of a PlayStation 4, your internet privacy just got put out for the public to buy and gobble away at. This is the reality. This is what Congress is doing. And again, this is why, rather than just focusing on Russia and about the next tweet that Donald Trump put out there, we're gonna be covering stuff like this. To let you know that, hey, while, you're, while we're being distracted by the Trump tweets, Congress is selling our internet privacy away. Then guess what? Did you see this story on CNN? My MSNBC, Fox? No, maybe you saw like a thirty-second bite of it. Maybe because the reason why is that MSNBC, NBC, CNN, um, and Fox are all owned by these same companies: AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon. Maybe that's why they didn't cover it. Maybe that's why they didn't want you to know. Just. I don't know. That, that may not be too much of a jump. Or maybe I just jump to conclusions. Maybe I need to put on a tenfold hat because of all these conspiracies. Or maybe Congress is pushing through legislation to sell to these corporations thanks to the campaign donations that they have so generously given away. So we'll be talking about more than this. Talk about more about his, uh, the budget that's coming up. Again, we're gonna, we want to get more in, in, into this endeavor because 
there's been a gag order put down on it. Literally, the White House put down a gag order saying that um, the cabinet officials cannot speak out about it. Maybe because of the fact that, again, when the budget director comes down and say, we don't have these returns, we're not seeing any dividends, we're not seeing any positive um, result in feeding kids after school. That is a literal quote, by the way. Look it up. People are like, uh, I think the, the, the result that you're looking for is let me look for it. Uh, they're alive. <laughs> that can be a return if you want to put that in the positive column on um, the positive effects of feeding people. But again, maybe that's just me. Maybe Mills on Wheels um, is a positive thing. I don't know. I, we should we should keep feeding seniors and veterans and homeless people. That's something that America stands for. Maybe. I don't know. Um, PBS. I like Arthur. I grew up on Read Between the Lions. You know, uh, I like Sesame Street. And yeah, I know that the PBS won't be cut or shut down just because the federal government is panning anymore. But why are you cutting this? What did Elmo do to you? I, I'm confused. What did Clifford the Big Red Dog do to the White House to say that make them say, you know what, we don't really need that anymore? Oh, but at the same time, what we can pay for, what we can justify, what we can uh, put a check on is going to Mar-a-Lago 13 times. We can do that. Oh, excuse me, eight times. He went down there. He went, they, the White House went down there eight times and went to a Trump golf resort or some of that fashion 13 times. We can't pay for that. And how much did that cost? $3 million each time. So, make you understand this. If President Trump um, did not go to Mar-a-Lago for maybe, what, a month, two months? We will, we could pay for PBS. Oh, let's not forget that um, the first family is still in New York. That's almost $1 million a day for protection. Even though there's a perfectly good, I don't know, mansion that you can live in. I don't think anybody will sneeze at living in the White House. If you don't want it, you can give me the keys. I would love to live in the White House, but, you know, that's for the future. But if you don't, you know, there's a perfectly good mansion that you can live in. If you don't want to, you know, so we can make cuts to pay for the natural endowment of arts. We can make sacrifices to your Mar-a-Lago visits in order to keep PBS running. And... Mills on Wheels being Mills on Wheels. We can pay for these things. I'm sure if you need me to come down there, you know, we're in D.C. So, President Trump, if anybody want to retweet this and add him in it and tag him in it, please do so because I would love to just say, sir, I would love to find that budget for you to help you pay for these things. The first thing that we're going to cut that weekend visit to the golf course, we're just going to nix that. And we're going to just pack um, Melania's bags and I'll have her move into the White House next week. Oh, her stuff's already here. Man, we can just put on a plane. I can pay for the ticket. Don't worry about it. It's handled. That can happen as well. If, if that's what needs to be done. But this budget is cutting a hell of a lot of things. In order to pay for, I guess, my logo visits. Oh, but let's not forget the wall that is um, asking for, I think, one, $1 billion. Okay, that's not bad. And how many miles is covering? 65. 65 miles. Yeah, yep, you're covering 65 miles with $1 billion taxpayer dollars that will eventually be paid for by Mexico. Let's not forget that as well because Mexico is surely going to pay us back at the rate of $1 billion for every 65 miles. Just so the record is clear, 
think there's over 2,000 miles between us and Mexico, that border. So I think that, that cost was around 30-something billion. So those giving estimate was 25 billion. Yeah, we can pay for that. $35 billion for the wall, $59 billion for the new defense spending, even though we spend more than the next six countries combined. But PBS, got to nix that. Can't keep it. Out of school feed programs, got to nix that. Can't keep it. Um, PBS, uh, nah, that dog, nah, he's about to get put down anyway. We can nix that. Um, National Endowment of Arts, uh, Small Business um, Administration, uh, that kind of stuff. We can nix it. Oh, infrastructure too. We can nix that. Uh, National Institute for Health, because who needs health? Uh, we can nix that. We can shrink the EPA. All these things we can nix. We can cut those. But we got to pay for that wall. We got to pay for the monologue visits. We got to pay for the tower in New York. We got to pay for those things. Those are the things we have to pay for. Oh, and I'm glad somebody's coming about this. The EPA budget uh, cut as well. Thank you. Because I forgot about that because, you know, air, I thought was essential. But apparently, thanks to clean coal, now let's just say that just because you put the word clean in front of it, doesn't make it reality. I mean, there's no such thing as clean smog. That doesn't exist. I know that we have alternative facts, but that's not, that's not, no, that's not real. So, but apparently, according to the Trump administration, when we have clean coal, air, eh, not that important. Also, water. Because who knows? We all can use more Flint, Michigans around this country. Because all that went by great. And let's not also touch on the fact that um, we, I think Flint requested $150 million. We gave them $100 million because, you know, budget cuts. Um, but we did approve that we will eventually replace all their pipelines in the next three years, by 2020. That's when we're going to, that's when. The, top, the deadline to have all this done. So we're going to keep, I guess, bathing kids in lead, poison water for the next three years. Maybe when they're five, they won't do too much damage and then we can give them clean water. Again, these are the budget cuts that we can make. These are the sacrifices that we can make. But for those other things, golfing, we, we just can't do it. Just to make sure that we're clear. We'll be covering all that and more next week. Um, also, we're going to be covering, we have an interview. We interview two um, different sides, one on the left, one on the right. One is a field director um, based off in Texas. He is on the GOP. We're going to be talking about that. Um, also, we're going to be talking to um, his left counterpart, who is going to be talking um, more about what liberals, populists, anybody who doesn't like Trump, can do to try to make passionate, logical arguments. Say, hey, let's have a discussion about Maybe what is the thing that we really should be putting forth first in this country? Maybe some of the things that is getting put down is not the most productive. Or maybe the things from the stuff that President Trump is saying is not on the best of terms. Or even accurate. Or even true. Even remotely. But we're going to be talking about that. Um, we're going to be showing parts of that interview up for you and then posting it, live, uh, and posting it on our iTunes, um, SoundCloud, and on Mixer so that you can check it out. Um, so make sure that you uh, check us out on those endeavors and those platforms. Please thank you again for sharing. Um, again, we're almost at 400 um, likes on our Facebook. Have over 800 Twitter followers. And we're rebuilding and restructuring our website again. Um, 
get, bringing it more up to date. Hopefully, we'll be putting more content on it soon for you, and you will enjoy that as well. So, as always, thank you for tuning into the show. Make sure you check us out every Thursday, 8 p.m. Um, again, thank you to my special friend. Can I thank you enough for letting us use your equipment? Um, and if you have anything that you want to share, maybe you want to be on the show, maybe you want to give your opinion, please feel free to hit us up. Uh, by uh, Facebook Messenger. You can email us at change at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can message me privately, Rick Grider, by following me on Facebook. And we would love to have a conversation with you and hopefully maybe put you on the show. Uh, but again, thank you for tuning in as always. And be blessed, be safe. See you next week. And power to the people.